this episode of Take Talks Business, I speak with Pamela Rosara Jones of Iconic, the branding icon. Pamela, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Take Talks Business. I appreciate you taking some time out of your afternoon and, and talking to me and our listeners. I'm very excited to speak with you. Thank Good. you for having me. Good. Well, I've, I've gotten to meet you once before. I've, I've talked to some others that know, and, and, and we all know you've got, you've got just this great outgoing personality. So I knew you would be the perfect podcast guest. So. Oh, um, that sounds amazing. Thank now you. Now I've set you up. I know. I? Hopefully I can <laughs> give the energy that you have admitted to me. But well, you are yes. iconic. So Thank um, you. And, I, and yes, I am iconic, and I like my clients to be iconic as well. So. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> um, so along that same lines, mm-hmm. uh, can you give our listeners a little bit of, of your background professionally mm-hmm. and how that has all led up to where we are today mm-hmm. as the, the founder of Iconic? So my background has a very wide range of television production, radio advertising, um, and some public relations components as well. Okay. So um, that's why I've kind of put that all into a conglomerate of what Iconic is and what I can offer my clients. So um, it started out, I was a sales representative at Wet Seal. Okay. And I was 16 years old. Wet Seal, at, the retailer. Yes. Yeah, That was I do. my very first job. <laughs> and I loved actually just delivering sales and delivering large units of clothes to people and being able to close and meet my sales quota. That was really right. fun for me. So 16 years old at the time, I just realized I had a niche for sales. Yeah. So fast forward, um, I go to a Virginian pilot uh, job fair. And I'm like, I absolutely want to work for the newspaper. I know for sure I have something to offer. What? I'm not sure. I know I love to write. I love to talk. I love the newspaper. It's media. So I went ahead and went to a job fair and spoke with a representative. And I just gave a whole spiel of why I should get a job at the Virginia Pilot. That's awesome. And I passed in my resume. And then a week later, I had my first interview inside of the inside sales department at the Virginia Pilot. Okay. And so all of that to say that my experience in sales and being bold enough to speak, (laughs) bold enough to ask for a job has um, really kind of created the footsteps into where I am. So my first job was at the Virginia Pilot in inside sales. And um, my job was to basically put in the advertisements for the legal department. Now, at that time, I was graduating from college, and that's when the economic downfall just went berserk. Uh, Everything kind of negative (laughs) that could happen with (laughs) a professional career happened. Um, And, you know, it was very um, disheartening to see so many people laid off, to see people losing their homes. I was the one that was putting the houses inside of the paper (laughs) that had to run legally at the time. So you're talking thousands of dollars of advertisements because it had to run legally because of foreclosures. So uh, imagine a graduating senior um, from college and, you know, being, opening myself up to the professional world when all the professionals that I looked up to were getting laid off or having to find other jobs or even so it was a little bit of um, a disdainful type of moment because it's like I don't want to graduate yet give me one more year when things get back positive but um so what I did was actually went ahead and moved to New York right after that but in the middle um, what I did was I actually and to be very honest I failed in college I did I failed in college because I have to say this because 
it wouldn't it, it wouldn't give due diligence into why I am the way I am today. Yeah. Um, my freshman year, I was dancing, I was modeling, I was doing a whole bunch of amazing things, and really uh, disregarded my my academic my oh, academic yeah. um, classes. Yeah. So, um, I lost my financial aid my spring mm -hmm. semester freshman year, and I could not come back to school. Yeah. And it was the most painful thing ever because I know I just let my family down. I let myself down. How could I have a 1.6 GPA? Yeah. That's exactly where I was, a 1.6 GPA. And I was just, you know, it was just like, oh, I failed horribly. How can I get back into school? Yeah. So about four weeks before that actual summer, I got an invite from the Board of Visitors at Norfolk State University to come back through a bridge program. They only selected five students to come back and to participate in this program wow. to bring up their GPA, and they had to take summer school classes, okay. and they had to get A's in all of the summer school classes. I was like, jaw drop moment for at least an entire 30 minutes. They invited <laughs> us back to do better. Wow. They invited us back to do better. Like, and so the fact that my peers at Norfolk State, my superiors believed in me enough to do better yeah. and have a second chance at my education, that's when I decided I wasn't gonna take it for granted. Came back, made A's in summer school, they paid for my next semester and my books. Wow. Who does that? Wow. That was the that was when I realized that I was taking a lot of things for granted, yeah. and um, and even to this day when I see some of the people, well, it was only four other people, but persons. But when I when I see them, it's almost like, you know, why we're here? You know, we're <laughs> here for you know, it's good to be here for yeah. homecoming, but we're being here because Norfolk State believed in me That's enough so to cool. bring me back. Exactly. I don't know how they pulled my name out of all those students wow. that had those issues, but I ended up coming back. And um, that summer, I was like, I'm going to I'm going to intern somewhere. Okay. Um, the Norfolk State Portsmouth chapter um, alumni Portsmouth chapter paid for me to um, go to a trip to New York. And Dr. Brockington from Norfolk State University's mass communications program um, had students come and go to New York and they paid for me to go, which was one thing that was amazing. I got to see New York City. That summer of 2006, I interned at MTV in television production, and then wow. I interned at Sony and at Co Sony Columbia Records in publicity. Nice. So television production, the same summer, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I interned at Sony Music. So wow. five days a week, I was working in television or I was working in publicity. So that really put together a mold for me. Yeah. And so fast forward, um, I worked in television, radio advertising at CBS, television with a local television station, and after that was when I had an actual, uh, actual client at the time tell me that he never had someone work with him enough to build his brand. Okay. He, he didn't know what a brand was, and back then in 2011 it wasn't as popular as it is now. Yeah. So I put together a creative campaign for him and for his television, and it, that's what it's been ever since. So wow. I actually take everything and I put it into campaigns. So that's cool. Thanks. Well, and and one of the questions I always ask is the whole chicken egg thing. Basically, mm -hmm. were you were you an entrepreneur that just had to find that that right niche, or were you someone who you had the skills, you had the traits? But you just knew at some point, I want to do this on my own. I want to be my own boss. I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to create something and grow it. So with with what you've just kind of explained, mm -hmm. where do you feel like you fell into that, that, that realm? 
I absolutely was the person that I'm not sure if it's the chicken or the egg <laughs> because it, it was a it was a, a, a previous client that ignited the spark. Gotcha. Okay. Right. So I didn't think about it at all yeah. until he explained to me why I should go into business. Gotcha. And so he saw it in himself. He said, you know, you remind me of myself when I first started. Oh, that's and cool. I was just like, but I didn't say I wanted to start a business and he didn't care. He just kept going about how <laughs> it was going to be beneficial. And, you know, I have what it takes and I have the tenacity. And, you know, the reason why he wrote me a check was because I asked for it. And he was wow. like, now, how many other people are going to do the same thing yeah. if you just ask for it? And I was just like, I'm not sure. That's cool. <laughs> but yeah, so I I would say that I'm definitely the entrepreneur that did not know that they had what it what it what it takes. Gotcha. But once it was in my head, I couldn't let go. That's great. So you had not only a client, but to a certain degree, a mentor as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we are still friends on LinkedIn. He checks in with me often. Oh. Um, and, you know, I, I just hold clients and my peers or anybody that uplifted me close to my heart because it's, it was tough to start. You know, yeah. it hasn't been an easy road. It's been many failures, but I'm able to communicate with them and they're able to assist me. And I just really appreciate that. Gotcha. Well, and I do want to talk a little bit about kind of lessons learned, but before mm -hmm. we do, just so that people have kind of a clear understanding of the services you provide, mm -hmm. um, what is Iconic and, and what is that to the customers that you serve? Iconic is a hybrid public relations consultancy that's focused on building innovative campaigns. And that all sounds great, but my job is to give the solution um, of how you can bridge your brand with your audience. Gotcha. And okay. when you have this bridge, there's so many different components and bricks and layers of this bridge. Yeah. My job is to create that bridge, to maintain that bridge, and to grow it. So right now, um, it's a really special time for Iconic because I have just rebuilt my consultancy in such an amazing, sustainable way that nice. I'm, you know, I'm really excited. It feels good to sustain. It feels good to know that you have a scalable business. Yeah. And that's where I am right now. And the services that I offer are, I mean, I offer over 30 services in the field of public relations, business development, and sales. Okay. So um, I'm not going to go down all of them, <laughs> <laughs> but my job is to um, basically build top tier branding campaigns for businesses gotcha. it can be nonprofits it can be professionals just working professionals it can be personal brands yeah. I do a lot of personal branding as well and just persons that are interested in creating powerful campaigns for the message that they want to ignite so gotcha. my job is to do that the most innovative way to and just build their cultures yeah. Well, and you and I both come from a similar background in that um, I had spent time working with, uh, at that time, the pilot <coughs> inside business, mm -hmm. which is very brand focused because mm -hmm. of, of the B2B environment. Mm -hmm. um, and you've obviously got a lot of that. But sometimes I think people take, uh, either they take it for granted or they don't understand at all, branding versus advertising or marketing. Mm -hmm. So for, <coughs> especially a small business, when you sit down and talk about branding, because branding can be tough at times for mm -hmm. people because I compare it to like a roof. Like everybody needs a roof because mm -hmm. you got to keep a roof over your head. You got to keep everything underneath of it dry. But sometimes the roof is not always the most glamorous part of what you're spending your money on. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the granite kitchen counters and the, and the stainless steel appliances and the, and the big screen TV 
are the glamorous part. That's mm -hmm. the that's the the part that I compare to like the the advertising and the, and that type of stuff. But it's the the brand and and that that core that basically is that what's keeping that that rain out from over mm -hmm. your head. So when you deal with branding for businesses, how do you work through that with a company knowing that, that it, there's a cost to branding? Mm -hmm. So that's a really awesome question. Um, and I get that a lot. Yeah. What people get confused as far as branding is concerned is just uh, kind of surfacing the top that they are a brand, quote unquote off, or they work for a brand, quote unquote off. Yeah. And it doesn't stop there. It goes a lot deeper. Um, and, and so much deeper to the point where you're, you're changing humanistic minds. Yeah. You know, you want people to feel where you come from. They, you want people to connect with you and engage on an authentic level, which yeah. makes a totally big difference than um, if someone's just, you know, commenting or liking your post. Yeah. Um, and so that's how we build communities. That's how we build brands. Yeah. So I have this um, platform that I created. It's called the Iconic Branding Suite. Okay. And inside of the Iconic Branding Suite, I have five components. And that is iconic initiation, iconic awareness, identity, iconic equity, and iconic maintenance. Okay. Now, so what happens is I use the foundations of project management to ensure that everything that I have created for a, a company or a business is well taken care of. Yeah. So because of project management, those five phases, I've turned into five phases for my business. Gotcha. And so there's no stone left unturned when I actually do campaigns, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. So for instance, if, I'm com if a, a business comes up to me and they have, you know, they have an idea, they have... Um, kind of a vision of where they want to go. They have, you know, certain respective pillars that they want to cover. You know, I represent um, women empowerment or I represent, you know, self-love or whatever the case. Yeah. I'm able to create these brands from that project management phase, make sure their brand is taken care of from brand initiation, brand awareness, which is the marketing components, yeah. um, brand equity, which is building intellectual property or business development ideas or product development. It really depends on whatever you want to do and what makes sense for your brand in reaching your objectives. Yeah. So it's a really exciting time for companies because they're capable of just like bringing their ideas to me and I put it all into like a six month or year long campaign. Gotcha. And then we're actually capable of creating seamless strategies and kicking off, hey, Monday starts the, the start of us, you know, brainstorming your ebook. Yeah. Are you ready to go? Ready to do it? <laughs> okay, this is what we're going to work on. This is what we're going to do it. And then next month is your kickoff. And, you know, we're going to do a launch online or, you know, we're going to do an event inside of uh, Barnes and Nobles or whatever the case. So yeah. I bring in so many different components that makes it really exciting. That's great. So with with any sort of marketing or, or public relations or PR um, there's always that balance between time there's the balance between resources there's mm -hmm. the balance of of a customer coming in and they've got 20 pounds of ideas but you've only got a <laughs> 10 pound bag to put it in yeah. <laughs> um, so how what is it that in your skill set you feel like has allowed you to, to best balance that when you're working with your clients? Research. Research. Ah, okay. Um, uh, research and just knowing, knowing what cultures and audience wants. Okay. And that's why it's important to keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening. And yeah. it's, it's important to just be able to clearly say, no, 
Let's table that one. Or, you know, I'm not really feeling like this is where you should go. Let's look at another avenue. Yeah. But if I segue into another avenue, I have to be able to give reasons why. Gotcha. And that's why I say research that cultural anthropology and exploration is really important because I'm able to not just give reasons why, but also give numbers, but to also tell you why your market needs this. Or maybe your industry is missing this. You can provide this. Let's work on developing this product or service because you're going to be the go-to person or the authoritative figure in this. So it just depends on exactly what needs to happen and why it needs to happen. But for me, I always go down to research numbers and innovation. And I have to have clearly understand why it may or may not work so that I can express that to the client. Gotcha. Wonderful. Do your homework. Yes. I always (laughs) do my homework. Do your homework. Um, (laughs) Well, and so lessons learned like mm-hmm. you've now been at it for a while mm-hmm. um obviously you've already talked about some lessons learned early really even before your career got started Absolutely. now that you've been at it for a while and and you've got a base of clientele what are some of those lessons learned either within the industry itself or mm-hmm. just simply as an entrepreneur that you you look back on and go man i, I wish i knew oh then. oh my gosh oh my gosh there's so many things that comes to mind <laughs> Let's see. So we've only got 20 minutes. I know we only got 20 minutes. I'm going to keep it short, Tage. Okay. So uh, there's one thing that really pops out, and that's just spinning my wheels. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. I was trying to be everything to everyone, Uh and uh, since people didn't really understand what branding was, it was almost like I'm I'm capable of doing everything. You need a booking agent? Sure. (laughs) You need a publicist? That's me. You need. I was really just trying to get a check, but it wasn't where my heart was I wasn't passionate about the check which made the work daunting and so when you I think people need to understand especially if you're starting a business is to be careful in what you say yes to really stand true into why you're in business and number one and number two make sure you understand how you scale your business and how you're going to grow your business why a business plan is important and stick to it and no matter the size of the check don't let anyone change um, the scope of your business. Yeah. And um, number two, get a business bank account. <laughs> <laughs> get a business bank account. I ran into a major issue with two big companies in Hampton Roads yeah. because I did not have a business bank account. Oh. And I was just like, wait, what did I do wrong? And it was like time was wasting. It was radio scripts that needed to be played. It was, I mean, checks that needed to be cashed. And I was just like, hold on a second. Yeah. The check was already written out to a, my business name, but I didn't have a business bank account, and so it couldn't get ah, cashed. And, that's yeah. a great point. Yeah, so not just the brand itself, not just the business name, but knowing that you've got that designated account mm-hmm. that's completely separate from the other personal. Exactly. Interesting. And so Interesting. I, I ran into a big hoopla with that, and, wow. it, and it actually stalled me in growing my business. I was yeah. scared to go to the next step because I did not want to mess up again. Gotcha. So have not having a business bank account but then the amount of fear yeah uh, it's not worth it just do it the right way the first time gotcha (laughs) well and and your first comment you bring up a good point because interestingly enough at least twice over the last probably four or five podcasts um i've had entrepreneurs tell me exactly that which is know your worth Mm -hmm. know what you're worth know what the worth is to the value of the service or product that you're providing and be willing to say that's the value. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes it's hard to swallow your pride and say, maybe I'm not gonna take that business because they're, they're trying to undercut me or, or they don't see the value in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. 
and and there's that want as you said sometimes you just want to get that paycheck you just mm -hmm. want to be able to pay those bills mm -hmm. but being willing to say you know no that this is the value of what I'm doing for you or for your company and and the value is there and I'm gonna stick with it so it's interesting yeah. you bring that up because it's been a, a consistent trend over the last several podcasts that mm -hmm. I've talked to people so it's that imposter syndrome you feel like maybe I'm not good enough or maybe I need more experience or maybe I should wait until I take this extra class or I do yeah. this webinar and you know in a sense there are some amazing information giving events out there and I, I can attest right now I've had some partnerships that have blown my mind away <laughs> but to be very honest do not devalue your business yeah. Yeah. Do not. You know your worth. You know, value pack your services. I mean, add the extra punch, the one-two uppercuts. Do whatever you need to do to be distinctive and stand out. Yeah. And make you different from your competitors and just go for it. That's great. Literally. That's great. Well, and we talked about some lessons learned. Mm -hmm. So tell me about a success. Tell me about something you look back on and you go, I'm that's I'm really proud of that. That's something I just, uh, I'm so glad I was able to accomplish. Hmm. Um, I think I've done some pretty amazing things. I've helped a lot of businesses. Um, I've delivered some powerful campaigns, but I think the, the best is yet to come, to be okay. honest. And, you know, I would love to say, you know, I was a part of this major partnership. We did these sponsorships and endorsements. You know, in my <laughs> head, I'm like, that's booming for me. I know I'm going to win when I do that. Yeah. But um, I, I think the best is yet to come. I think that with my new business model and growing my audience, the new content, even with 757 Champions yeah. and just putting out there my love and passion for what I do, creating engaging content, um, connecting with my email audience and being able to put out really amazing video is yet to come. So it's inside of my plan. It's actually sitting right there. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I think that the good times are going to come rolling in. And next time I speak with you, hopefully I can go ahead and relay those partnerships for that's you. Great. So I'm well, that's a great attitude because it, it can't be easy in this environment where, I mean, you get connected with a business or a brand and, mm -hmm. and kind of puff your chest out and say, yeah, that's me. Mm -hmm. I, I did that because it is a very visible thing. Mm -hmm. Like you, you, whether you see it on TV or you see it in print or you see it on social media to be able to look at that and go, yeah, that's me. That's mm -hmm. my success. So I can see where it could easy, get easy to to kind of dwell on that mm -hmm. and that's and maybe not lose sight of what, okay, I've still got to go to the future. There's mm -hmm. still things to build ahead of me. So it's a great attitude that you have about that. The um, So in being kind of that brand person, mm -hmm. you're in the community a lot, mm -hmm. but, but you have a, a connection to the community yourself mm -hmm. that's pretty strong. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I've been involved in the community since I was in high school. So okay. I graduated from Churchland. Um, Churchland Truckers. Yes, Go I am truckers. a trucker. Yes, <laughs> I am a trucker. Graduated from Churchland, went to Norfolk State. Um, I, just a part of different initiatives here and there. Um, it just comes with the territory, especially being from Portsmouth. So I try to give back as much as I can in different ways, whether I'm at Churchland pulling two students to uh, help with an event or if I'm going back to the mass communications department to speak with students about television production or brand building or internships. Okay. Um, so I'm always doing something in different ways. Yeah. But I would say that currently, um, one, two of the platforms that I stand on that uh, definitely gives some heavy uh, um, 
ex uh, heavy community experience is I'm a part of the Norfolk State Spartan Legion Marching Band, Hot Ice Dance Team. Oh, wow. And so we have a nonprofit called Ice for Life. Okay. So um, I can partner with them, of course, or just assist with the young girls that they have for Ice for Life. Nice. Um, they're called Perfectly Pretty. So um, there's different ways that I communicate with them to just build that brand. Yeah. And also, I'm a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Okay. And so with my sorority, we do tons of different community initiatives, wow. whether it's for local community or on a global scale. So right now, there there's just many different ways that I can actually grow or um, partner with different nonprofits. I have my own ideas inside of Iconic that I cannot wait to initiate. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's kind of like that whew, that little tingling feeling when you know okay the scalability is there the business plan is in full effect I can't wait to launch this new effort um, and that effort is going to be focused on um, building the wings of the community building the wings okay. of the youth and making sure they understand what branding and marketing is making sure they understand um, how they can make their passions into a business, how yeah. they can be their own CEO. And I right. cannot wait to initiate that. It's gonna be something needed, especially for the Portsmouth area. That's wonderful. Well, and I know Portsmouth's happy to have you. Um, so before we wrap up, um, how do people find you? How do they connect with you? So you can find me um, at www.thebrandingicon.com. Okay. Um, Thebrandingicon.com holds the link to my LinkedIn and also to my Google My Business page. So you can find me on LinkedIn at Pamela Rosera Jones. That's P-A-M-E-L-A. R-O-S-A-R-A -A Jones, or you can just put inside of Google the branding icon and my stuff should pop up, but if it doesn't, put in www.thebrandingicon.com and it should pop up. But I'm based in Portsmouth, Virginia, so you'll see my address there. And if you want to email me, it's Pamela at thebrandingicon.com. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Thank you for it's having me. It's been great me. to connect with you and, and get to know more about you and yes, your business. Yes, this is great. So, um, and thank you to the listeners of Take Talks Business. We'll catch you on the next episode.